Hello, everyone, and welcome to another new perspective, the podcast that brings you wisdoms and perspectives from all walks of life. Hey, good afternoon, everybody. It is April 13, quarantine day, who knows? But we're here, and I'm going to share another little uh, video or uh, podcast with you guys today. So, today I wanted to talk about. We talked about critical thinking yesterday a little bit, and today I wanted to talk a little bit more about critical thinking, but some creative ways that you can teach your children some creative thinking. And a lot of this came up over my early, early years of childhood. I think I was around five or six, if I remember correctly. And I had this amazing grandmother that was super witty and creative, and she came up with these cool games to play all the time. And what was interesting is that some of these games actually turned into the business that I'm creating. And so I want to talk a little bit about that and some things you can do. And I've actually uh, helped out mentoring with kids and coaching soccer, all different things over the, over the course of my lifetime. So I've learned a lot of, a lot of different ways of working with, with children and having discussions and communication and uh, teaching different ways of um, helping them see life a little bit differently. So the first game I was going to talk about was she would sit in the living room and you can play it with one child or you can play it with multiple children. And it's a really fun game because you can actually create like a competitive edge to it where there's time, you know, you're, you're racing for the clock or you're racing against the other person to get back first. And uh, what she would do is sit in the living room and she would give us all a list of things, each of us a list of things like two or, two or three different things or up to five things. And she would say, here, bring me a fork, a spoon, a knife, and the salt and pepper. Just an example of five things, right? They could all be in one room. And you would have to go out and run as fast as you can or go over there and grab those things and bring them back in the order that she gave them to you in. So not only are you remembering what the things are, but you're also remembering the order of the things that she gave them to you in. And then you're going to have to leave one area and go to the other area, find the things, and still remember the order they're in and what they were. So there's a lot of pieces to keep track in your head to go from point A to point B, and here remember all of these things. So then you add an extra person, and now they can race against each other. You can add the clock and say, you have 25 seconds, go. And now they're, they're running to grab these things as quick as possible and they're coming back. So it's a really fun way to engage with them, have some fun, teach them some things, uh, memory games in regards to agility and creativity, but also helps with problem solving in the future or even in situations as they go, where they're like, wow, like, um, I'm seeing this problem from five different ways now where I used to see it from one, right? So it's a really cool way to like expand that mindset a little bit of like there's so many other ways you can do this. Like, let me show you how. So that was one of them. And just it's kind of the same one, but a little bit of a spin is she would go, go to your bedroom and find something blue. Go to the kitchen and find something green. Go to this room and find something orange. And then you can set up a room and a color and it doesn't matter what the object is that way. They can just come back and bring it back to you. So um, so those are two fun little games you can play that help train memory and movement. And gets, you can wear them out. 
I mean, isn't that the the object of this whole thing too, is to wear them out so you can burn some of their energy off. Um, that way they're ready for sleep. So one thing that I created or can kind of come up with over the years of mentoring and working with children and coaching soccer and all these things is there's something that a lot of us didn't really have growing up was a mentor or a person that you could talk to about really hard things. Well, the parent is fully capable of being that person, but it's also beneficial to have someone that you trust very deeply and that the child trusts very deeply to be able to have harder conversations with. So if there's, there's a way that I have done this and it works really well. And I think you could start, the younger you would start with your own children and build that trust and that relationship and open that communication line up, the better off it would be um, going up to when things start to get really hard and really try, for them try to really understand what they would do in these situations. And it's really all about just saying, what would you do in this situation? And it sounds point blank and obvious, right? Like, why wouldn't we ask those questions? But a lot of people don't ask those questions. So what I always suggest to parents or to people I'm working with um, is that start small. Start with really simple things. Like, what would you do if I threw a pie in your face? Would you get mad? Would you, you know, whatever. Like, what would you do if, you know, we if I scared you or whatever, like simple, absurd little things. And then as you build that trust and build that relationship up, you can expand upon some of the more challenging things or events or situations that can present themselves and how they would handle them. Um, So the other tip that I always have is to share yours first. Be prepared to share some of your embarrassing moments, some of the things you like wish you wouldn't have done, but you did. And let them hear some of the goofy things that you did when you were that age in that situation, right? And be very open and forthcoming with the information that way. So they're like, wow, like you were my age and you did that. So that builds that rapport, builds that relationship and that trust, knowing that, you know, like sometimes we really don't know until we know. We don't know what we'll do in that situation until we're presented with it. So the more information you can put in their head and the thought processes you can put in their head early, the more they have to process on through situations going forward. So um, it's the idea of the predictive coding or you touch the hot stove once, don't touch it again. So the more conversations you have like this where you're going, hey, if someone came up to you and was trying to, you know, offer you drugs or you're going to, they're trying to have sex with you or I mean some of the really hard conversations that we really have to have and you can offer say here's what happened in my situation here's what happened when I was presented with that situation I didn't know what to do so this is what I did and this is the outcome that came from it so now they're hearing your story so from there you can go what would what do you think you would do in that situation how do you feel right now And you can ask the same question once a week for six weeks or once a month for a year. And as their life progresses over that year and they take in more experiences based on 
the information that you gave them in that first moment, the answer is going to continue to evolve and continue to change as they get more experience, as they get more wisdom and more events under their belt. Maybe the situation finally happens and they're like, hey, can I talk to you about that? So that communication piece is very important that we we have that time to discuss these things. So you're playing into that predictive coding. So those first seven, eight years, 10 years of that child's life of being there and going, hey, in this situation, let's do, let's think about it doing it this way. So that way, when the time comes, they can play off of that. So we're all experiencing that right now with the pandemic because we've never experienced a pandemic before, pretty much anybody alive. So we've never experienced complete world shutdown before. So your brain is having a hard time connecting something from the past that reminds it of what to do when the situation's happening. So, you know, I'm 40, I'll be 41 years old in June, and my brain goes, wow, in 41 years, you've never experienced a pandemic before, you know, because it's trying to go, wait, last time this happened, this is what we did, and this is how we handled it. But we don't have that this time. So right now, every single day you wake up, every single day you start, and trying to figure out how everybody in your household is responding or reacting to the feelings they're having of that day, you're now having to adapt. So every day is unprecedented. It's all brand new. We're basically doing yoga. Every morning we wake up. Every minute we're awake. So in that case, be kind to yourself. Be kind to others. Speak neutrally as much as possible because we really don't know how someone is handling the situation we're going through right now and what maybe they're being very reactive maybe they're being like um aggressive or you know maybe they're happy maybe they're calm maybe they're relaxed you don't know like but walking up to somebody you don't know how that experience is going to go because we're all experiencing something brand new so that's why the communication piece very early in discussing real life situations helps that program into going here here's all this incredible amount of data that i can give you starting at a very young age that way when these events come up you have this information in your head that will help you think about you know what the better way to handle the situation is so that's what i got for the day and uh, i'll touch back excuse me touch back base again tomorrow so stay safe out there Try to be happy. Um, be kind to yourselves. Nobody else is being kind to you. At least be kind to yourself, right? Anyways, have an amazing day, and we'll talk to you again soon. Take care. Thank you again for taking the time to listen. I look forward to sharing more with you on future episodes. If you need to contact me, you can reach me at anothernewperspective101 at gmail.com. I look forward to hearing from you. Have an awesome day.